Frere Jacky, Frere Jacky, Domebi, Domebi. It's not Domebi, it's Domebu. Domebi? Why are you singing Frere Jacky? Is this a French song? I mean, we have so many Jacks in Nigeria. Right. Recently, so uh, that's the only song that popped up in my head. Right, in the space of one week. Yeah. Last week there was Jack Dorsey. This week there's Jack. Jack Ma. Ma. <laughs> What's happening with all the Jacks? All the Jacks that are coming to Nigeria. What's happening with them? I, I thought about it. It's actually very interesting. And all happening under the space of one week, like a few mm-hmm. days apart. Yeah. Interesting uh, stuff. Yeah. So Jack Dossi was in Nigeria. For those of us that are living under a rock, that's that didn't know that Jack Dossi was in Nigeria because he's in Ghana now. It's in Ghana, Jalof. I don't know whether he has left Ghana. Because he's supposed to go to South Africa. He did now. Uh, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. He did. Eh? Somebody made a video. About it? Okay, because I oh. asked, I asked the two of the ladies that were with him, the researchers for Twitter, and they said they ate, they ate suya, they ate mm. pepper soup, interesting, and they ate one other thing. I'm like, okay. I so maybe Jack to it. <laughs> I, I saw a video in that they forced him to make in in Abuja, and they're like, "Is uh, is Nanjoj a lot?" It felt like there was a gun. He said, like, mm. <laughs> <laughs> There was also that video of him dancing. A, uh, a, this. Dancing soapy. The guy dances better than me. A full blown Malia. Everybody dances better than me. Please don't shoot me, wah. Thank you. Anyway, so Jack Dossi was in Nigeria and we hosted him at the Tech Point office with Town Hall meeting to entrepreneurs. It was interesting. Something really? very interesting happened. Yeah. Mind because I think I've forgotten. Okay. So there was a Nigerian, I mean, I'm excited now. I mean, it's still very exciting. Um, a Nigerian software engineer built a, a bot for Twitter. Basically, what the bot does is that uh, it shows you replies that people have made on your tweets. People that quoted your tweets. That's quoted replies. Quoted replies. replies. So the bot yeah. is called literally quoted replies. All of us use it. And he built it, Amable. you know, and we <laughs> and we wrote a story about him a few months ago. Abi? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So somehow Jack was in Nigeria and, you know, Muiwa. Muiwa was supposed to be pitching tech points. Yes. And somehow Muiwa <laughs> came to the front and started talking about quoted replies. Is that the jazz we are talking about here? Something like that, you know. And then at the right moment, this dude just walked in. What's his name? Dara. Dara Aladosu. Dara Aladosu walked in and... We invited him actually. We invited him. Minutes. He walked in and mm. we introduced him to Jack. And miraculously, in a life-changing moment, he was offered a job at Twitter. Like, it was less like than... It. it was so surreal. It was just less than, I don't know, probably a minute or thereabouts. Yeah, yeah after Five yeah, minutes right, or thereabouts. Yeah. It was life-changing. That was like the highlight of the whole Jack mm. Dorsey business. Yeah. And, and that's like the first moment because, you know, the team, um, Jack Dorsey and his team that came yeah. sit you and they said they are going to be decentralizing and their workforce work yeah. to, to Africa. Africa. Yeah. So they want to hire remote developers in yeah. Africa. Uh, so... I think maybe it's the first guy they got to play. I'll go to see many more, many more of that. It was one that grabbed the opportunity. Like, it was the first person to grab the opportunity, actually. So there'll be many more of that, hopefully. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Let's hope. And Jack also said he's coming back to Africa. Most likely in Nigeria. To come and, to come and live for six months. He's <laughs> welcome. <and> <laughs> <laughs> Interesting stuff. Before we forget about the other Jack. <laughs> the other Jack <laughs> was in Abuja yesterday. Yeah. Uh, f- at the uh, an event, a government organized event. Uh, in um, ND. Nas- yeah. yes. And uh, yes. the was pitching to him to come to Lagos. <laughs> <laughs> I saw that picture. And I was like, wow, okay. <laughs> he should really come to Lagos because, yeah. I mean, you know, this is where the whole e-commerce happens. He needs to yeah. come and see the madness. Oh, by the way, some people don't know who Jack Ma is. Founder of Alibaba. True, true. The so Chinese Jack Ma is the co-founder. I think we should mention AliExpress. When we mention AliExpress, oh, yeah. everybody More relatable. Yeah. So Jack, Jack Ma is the co-founder and former chairman. 
Yes. Of the Alibaba group. Yeah. So the brand you know popularly from it is AliExpress. <laughs> AliExpress. Everybody sleeps on AliExpress <laughs> these days. So he's in Nigeria and he's attending the um, National Digital Economy, Economy Summit, Summit yeah. something yeah. like that, in Abuja. And so he came with an entourage of other Chinese people that we think are probably businessmen or his colleagues. Nobody's sure exactly, but... It's exciting times. So we're not exactly sure what he's... We're not mm. sure. So I heard he came with a group of investors, Chinese investors. Right, right. I know we also know he's doing this is um, Netpreneur Africa Prize that he has committed is it 10, 10 million, $10 million dollars yes. to mm. 100 Africa entrepreneurs over yeah. 10 years. But come yeah. to think of it, why are these guys, especially Chinese, coming to Nigeria? It's very simple. The US-China relationships relationship and all of, you know the way the u.s government and all that are not allowing china to participate mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. the u.s okay, or europe okay. so the next place is africa and because we don't have that leverage to say no uh, because we, we need it we need the help <laughs> unfortunately so they are all coming i mean and that reminds me uh talking about chinese investors let's just bump that story up immediately uh Pampe. okay oh my god yeah, yeah. so that's uh, Pampe, that's the company transition the company behind techno in phoenix and I tell smartphones has entered the payment space with Pampe. It's competing directly with Ope. <laughs> and just like Ope, Ope raised 50 million, Pampe has raised 40, 40 million. million dollars. And for now, they've launched like just like mobile payments, you just make payments and whatnot. But eventually, they are a source told us they're going to start doing ride dealing too. And every other thing that is possible that, that Ope is, is doing. <laughs> ha, this competition is. So Ope is backed by Chinese money. Pampi is backed by Chinese, Chinese money. money. Interesting. <laughs> it's going to be interesting. <laughs> this competition, this is the type of competition we're talking about here. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what it means for us Africans because, ah, but it's, it's like not, a question you asked Molara. I talked to, I talked to an investor during the OP period and, you know, it, it's like not a lot of investors have had the confidence to, you know, put this much money into mm. the Nigerian market specifically, mm-hmm. you know, and, the long tail effect is going to be great over time from um, from talent, you know, development yeah. to business development mm-hmm. to building industries, yeah. right? To making industries come up to par. Because, like, the money they are putting... I mean, $40 million is how much in there? That's a couple of billions. That's, a, 12 That's billion, a whole lot. 12 billion naira. 12 billion naira. Like, you know... Stuff. No investor has, you know, put this amount of money yeah. at once into this yeah. market. So there's no how he doesn't develop this market. On the mm. other hand, there's a competition factor yeah. where they get to run everybody out of the market with their yeah, crazy they're pushing all. Like, wasn't the yeah. that was pushing all about everybody from, from Gokada, Gokada and all the other guys? Everybody yeah. for, to even riders, you know. Yeah. I saw a tweet. tweet yeah. I saw a tweet today, and the guy was complaining that um, he's looking for. I think is this normal um, logistic company? Logistic company, com- right? So he was complaining that he doesn't have riders anymore. That all of his riders they fled to Ope. Ope has poached all of them. <laughs> but the guy was just lamenting. Right? So I was not saying, use the Ope as your <laughs> delivery guys now. <laughs> so, <laughs> so there is that aspect of uh, um, competition, right? Where they basically will, but. On the other hand, competition is always good because I feel like at the end of the day, the um, everybody's on their toes. Everybody's on their toes. But then, is it really for good? Because when you say they are, they are when they are putting this money, they are building mm-hmm. and building. Obos, one of the offshoots of Ope, has shut down, shut down yesterday. 
But funny enough, I saw them a couple of days ago. But when I saw them, these NERTW guys, they didn't let them stay at the bus stop. They told them to go, okay, malo, 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 something like yeah, that. Yeah, that's like, what go, I was go, told. Go, go, that, go, go, go. That's what is happening. They don't want them to stay at the bus stop to pick up their um, co- um, passengers. Passengers. You know, when o- when Obos launched, I, I I kept on thinking about the sustainability, like how sustainable is this thing going mm. to be, right? Because if it felt more like a um, it felt more like a publicity thing or customer acquisition thing, publicity. which is what some people are saying that they just used to just get users on board on Possibly. the open platform. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because mm-hmm. like I I didn't see it being sustainable. So they launched with two buses. I don't know if yeah, you remember. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I began. I was thinking, are they going to buy buses? Are they going to get buses to come on the platform? It didn't seem very sustainable at the time. So I'm not exactly. I think I go with you. Is a marketing ploy, yes. and we need to take lesson notes from them. Maybe one day, yeah. ten years from now, we'll be studying it at a Lagos Business School. <laughs> Innovative marketing because. You just look at what do Nigerians understand? What is mm. it that... Yes. Mm. You can drive penetration, like, drive ad- ad- adoption. I'm surprised. Do you know how many people are um, surprised have OP app on their phone? Like, every, almost everybody I know has an OP I mean, app. me, I use the it first every time I, day. The first time I used OP was when they were giving tenera food. That was the first yeah. time. Food for, so you're for food, for yeah. food only. I'm for the food. <laughs> anyway... <laughs> it's been interesting to see how it goes. Ope, Pampe, both Chinese bag. Let's see how that. But talking about fintech now, uh, Jumia, the e-commerce giant, <laughs> is looking like they are using this type to pivot into into payments. Into payments. <laughs> so they released quarter Q3 reports. They said they have is it five million users across Africa. Although how they define users is very active users is very questionable. They say if you have used you, the yeah. once in twelve months. Even if it was a council that they count you as an active user. Anyway, they say they have 5 million active users, but Jumia Pay, which is their payments, their proprietary payment, uh, what's okay. it called? It's doing very well. What are the figures? I can't remember. So, in, in Q3 2019, yeah. um, total amount paid with Jumia Pay was $35.24 million. Oh. And this is like and this is like a nearly, say not 50%, but 100% spike from um, $17.62 million in Q3 2018. So Jumia is really, really... Like, it's, 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 it's taking off, right? But the question is... And wait, all of this is still, like, internal because Jumia is still internal. Yeah, yeah, very, very much. So, so they don't allow you to use it on other platforms? I yet. don't think so. I don't think so. That's crazy stuff. If those numbers are real, like... I mean, it has to be. It has to be. They are publicly traded. So, uh, yeah, you want to say something? Yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm happy for them, right? But like, I wonder what this means for them in the long run, right? In the whole, e- in the e-commerce game, mm. you know, um, merging everything together. What does this mean for them in the long run? I think know? they've realized, if I'm being honest, that e-commerce is just not working for them. So you think they're trying to scale? So that they're, 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 they're pushing... trying to pivot, sorry. Yeah, yeah. so that's why they're pushing this dream up into the, to, to the, uh, to the fore. Of course, it's... Also to satisfy um, shareholders and investors, and they say, okay, Jumia Pay is doing well, even though e-commerce is not doing well. But well, yeah. eventually, we won't be surprised to find out that okay, Jumia Pay just becomes fintech essentially, and then change. But then they will have they will have OP to compete with, Pam Pay to compete with. They have carbon. Inter switch. They <laughs> have carbon too. Carbon twenty pays. I don't know, but yeah, I mean fintech seems. Even though it looks like uh, mobility and logistics. Fintech is still the new kid on the block. Yeah, fintech the is still, still, yeah. I'm still talking about fintech. I mentioned InterSwitch. InterSwitch is now a unicorn. Hallelujah. Praise God. Congrats to them. The first African unicorn. Ring yeah, bear, first ring truly bear. African. So that's, unicorn is uh, worth over a billion dollars. 
Although it took them longer than they should. Like normally, uh, according to the tech crunch article that started the whole unicorn it's trend, like it's supposed to take ten years, but they took seventeen years. Uh, I mean, but African, African factor. But you know, so so this this truly I African factor now. Pass. Yeah, they did it at the end of the day, <laughs> right? <laughs> but like this truly African factor now, which brings up the case of um, ownership. Yeah. Right? Oh, before that, we did mention that it's Visa that. Visa acquired twenty percent stake for two hundred million, which drove them to so that billion. one yeah. billion valuation, right? Yeah. So back to your point. Yes, like you said, truly African unicorn. Unicorn, right? yeah. Um. So this this truly African conversation now leads us to the fact that a a, a London-based company yeah. owns a larger part of this our fifty-two percent African unicorn. Yeah, like it's crazy. Although, what gives? Although the thing is, this investment group is. London-based, yeah. yes, but they're Africa-focused. Yes, they have two African co-founders. So what I don't know whether it's even true because they, I remember they used to tell us Jumia co-founders were Tunde, Kende, and this guy. We found out that they're not co-founders eventually. So I don't know, but they have two African co-founders, but they are based in London. But almost of their investments are Africa-focused. They're also the major investor in um, ARM. Yes, yes, yes. ARM, I saw it. I saw, I saw that. that too. So it's still debatable whether they are. I don't know. But the fact is still, they own 52% of the exactly. company. Exactly. So I feel like at, like at the end of the day, everything still ties into this plus Jumia conversation, the whole African, Africa and Africa focused, right? I mean, okay, so I'm like, low-key, 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 low-key. What is, so what, what, how is something either African or Africa focused? Do you think it matters at the end of the day? Is that for tech and services, Sha? Well, to some extent, I think it matters. <laughs> You don't know how you would define it. <laughs> my, my own is if it is founded by or Africans, mm. owned mostly, mostly by Africans and serves Africans. Yes. So now the question now is, is Elios exactly. African? You never truly know. Because this. they say they have African. But you know, they've raised $3.6 billion of, in, the, in the course of, they were founded in 2004. So they've sure? invested $3.6 billion in different African entities. So they're truly African-focused. I don't, I don't know. But they say Ilios Investment Partners is a leading African-focused private investment firm led and managed by a predominantly African team. Does yeah. that make it African? Well, I don't know, but the fact that... I but mean, it's based in London, Lagos, yeah. and Nairobi. Mm-hmm. And even the money they've raised is not from African sources, but they've put it in African businesses. You, <laughs> you never know with all these corporate <laughs> governance structures, but... It's yeah. good. We have a unicorn, which is the great thing. Yeah, that's thing. the main thing. Hallelujah. Praise exactly. God. <laughs> and uh, talking about, I mean, I, I don't know how to segue into this, but Kenya. <laughs> <laughs> Kenya and their obsession with regulation. I don't uh, know who is worse, Nigeria or Kenya. Please, Kenya. So, t- two or three podcast episodes ago, we talked about how Sportspesa, the Everton sponsor, yeah, and betting, the two biggest betting platforms in Kenya. Kenya had to shut down because Kenya, they made gambling uh, illegal yeah. and claimed that they were not paying taxes, even though they were paying taxes. The, the Kenya government actually awarded Sportpesa best... Uh, Taxpayer. <laughs> taxpayer. <laughs> and they came around as letters of years later and says, you don't pay tax. You know, and they shut them it's down. Cloud so they've, exited, <laughs> they've exited Kenya. And they're the biggest in Kenya. And they did a lot of sponsors, like help the Kenyan local football league and all that. Anyway, now Swivu, the Egyptian. This one is even an African. Sportpesa is UK based. Yeah. But Swivu, that is Egyptian, a transport company, which, which is also planning to enter Nigeria soon. Yes, they are coming yeah. to Nigeria. They're in Kenya. And because of regulation and compliance issues, they've had to exit Kenya again. Are they leaving finally or they are planning to, you know, probably comply to their 
comply to their um, NTSA regulations. What I understand is they say they're not complying. They're not compliant. So they've suspended the operations. That's what I Mm. You know this conversation. It's mm. it's it's two-sided, right? I mean, so for the sports better thing, they say they are trying to regulate um, sports betting, yeah, and because that thing is very addictive, low-key. I mean, but it's not just sports better. So many other companies like that. It it brings about. So I was in Nairobi recently. And we we're having there was these conversations about you know the government is trying to check that people are not coming and taking advantage of a lax system, mm. right? That there is that. But the question is, at what point do you regulate and not kill innovations? Exactly. Like, you can regulate so much and you begin to stifle innovations, right? Because mm-hmm. the point of innovations is starting something off of nothing, mm-hmm. right? And you tell people, oh, you can't do this, you can't do that, you can't go here. So much limitation, how do they innovate? That's it's, a question, it's a, it's, it's a thin line, actually. And I think they are just swaying on the way of stifling innovation, to be very honest. They also, you know, they also tax up developers. And they, they have so many... It's crazy. And like, this is one of the major reasons why people are... You know, I told you. So this yeah. is one of the reasons why people do not talk. Because mm. they, mm. they are afraid of the tax man. Yeah. Right? You don't say, ah, it raises money, everybody's quiet. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's one of the reasons for the culture of secrecy because mm. they're afraid of the. You, you see in Nigeria where everybody's announcing, raise money, try it there. Yeah. They say the next day they'll be like, yo, where's the money? <laughs> <laughs> you know? He's not your language, Aish. Yeah, they say Aish. They say Crazy stuff. Anyway, what do you guys think? Uh, is Kenya over regulating? Is Jumia switching to fintech? Is InterSwitch truly owned by... Is, is it truly African? Because when Jumia was claiming they were the first unicorn, people were like, ah, they're not African, they're not African. Now InterSwitch is another, truly African. Are they African does too? Does it even matter, Seth? Yeah, does it matter also? Right. And then what's happening, what's the whole space with Pampe? Because Pampe is in Nigeria, Ghana. Ope is in Nigeria, Kenya. So like, what's this whole thing with Chinese companies coming into the fintech yeah. space? Mobile payments in Africa. And now there's a second Jack to physically here, Uncle Jack Ma. Yeah. <laughs> what do you guys think? So you want to let us know what you think? You can tweet at us at our Twitter handle at techpoint.ng. Yeah. Use the hashtag, hashtag Techpoint Africa Podcast. Yeah. And you could also email. Yes. So if you have any, you know, lengthy thing that's untweetable, yeah. you can send it to podcast at techpoint.africa. Techpoint. Um, yeah. And what where can you get the podcast? Sound. I'm not thinking about it. <laughs> <laughs> you can get this podcast anywhere, you know, um, SoundCloud, um, Apple Music, Google Podcasts, anywhere you find good podcasts. Just go to anywhere yeah. you be Spotify, Stitcher, anyway. Techpoint Africa podcast. podcast. And there. don't forget to rate on um, Apple. Those of you that have Apple devices, we hear, we hear it helps a lot. Please rate and share. And before you go, our pitch Friday is coming up today by yeah. 5 p.m. So if you're in Lagos, yes. yes. So join us. What's Pitch Friday about again? All right, so Pitch Friday... What? (laughs) (laughs) Really? Too many things in my head. (laughs) So Pitch Friday is for startups. If you have a startup and you have um, a business idea, you can come to Pitch Friday to pitch your ideas to other people. They are ready to give you feedback and, you know, go Mm. back to... Refine. Refine it. So basically, it's a non-judgmental environment, you know, where your ideas are, you know, bounced around, uh, fine-tuned. We've had a lot of great products. People come out from Pitch Friday different you know mm-hmm. non-judgmental just think about it as non-judgmentally pitching to investors that won't give you money or they might give you money you know you don't know who is in the audience that day. and you know there is a team seven too well, uh, uh, Omola, <laughs> you will bring a team seven don't worry <laughs> anyway if you're in lagos 5 p.m today west african time yeah. come to our office 
Uh, you can get more details if you go to link three, our link three PM. So link, link three. That's link. <laughs> we'll put the link in the episode notes <laughs> for how to register. But even if you can't register, just come to our office. Go to our, go on our Instagram page or our Facebook page or just Google Tech Point Africa. You get our office address there. Come to our office. Come and share stories, startup stories with people. Not we'll stories that That's today you. by five pm. Don't forget. Yeah. Yeah. Stories that touch. Be on time because it's like the yeah. first come first sit basis. Exactly. So yeah. be here on time. We hope to see some of you that are listening here. And when you, when you come, just tell any of us that, oh, I was listening to the podcast today. And you get an extra pack of, of item seven I, from Omolaya. I promise you. I did Omolaya say so. I did say Omolaya. so. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so uh, my name is Tim Muiwa. I'm Victor. Omolaya. <laughs> so to come here with you uh, next week, don't forget to always listen every Friday at 8 a.m. West African time. Catch you guys later. Stay safe.